Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 51 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's live, going to be a short one. I'm going to briefly talk about the Warriors and the Pacers at the end, but mainly the Clippers and the Grizzlies that just happened right now. The Grizzlies, my least favorite team of them all, dating back to our Real rivalry in the beginning of the 2010s. Smacked us up like there was no tomorrow tonight, winning by a score of 122-94. to 94. The only acceptable quarter from the Clippers was the first, where I thought that our defense wasn't bad. Kawhi and PG got off to some decent starts. Ibaka hit his jumpers in the beginning of the game and was doing a decent job affecting shots. Then we went to the bench. It was poor. Not much resistance on the ball handlers. As one of our uh, subscribers, a team in the chat, Brian said, we struggle against quick guards getting over screens. It seems like Terrence Mann and Kawhi and Paul George, when they're locked in, are the only ones that can deter that. Kawhi, he wasn't locked in at night at all. I thought he was, you know, he got hand-checked a bit and he just kind of fizzled out. It seemed like our team wasn't ready for the physicality that the Grizzlies brought. They wanted it more. They were hungrier. And there was, the refs were letting us play, except they made some weirdly ticky-tack calls against us. That's why I thought it was a little unfair. But that was like 1% of the reason we lost. We lost the game because we didn't play well enough. I thought that we... It seems like whenever we get physicality against us, like Kawhi and PG just don't like it. And they just kind of, you know, just struggle scoring. Again, goes back to what we were saying. We can't beat guys off the dribble. You know, even on screen sometimes. Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen... You got to give them credit, man. They were hustling over screens. They were guarding one-on-one well. You know, it was just, they were playing a lot harder than we were. Simple as that. We were letting guards get into the paint off of screens, and we fall into drop coverage so much. And these guys were, they said that they led the league in floaters. They said they led the league in points per game. And we, as we saw against Utah, we struggled with the floater game. We struggle with guards that have that in between because Zoo and Serge, Serge wasn't too bad at it, contesting it, but Zoo, that's his one weakness. He's not too bad when guys try to take him right at the rim, but when guys stop, he struggles to get out there and contest. There were a couple times today where Zoo wasn't even putting a hand up. He wasn't even getting off the, off the ground. He was like afraid that he was going to lunge into them or something. I don't know. It wasn't good enough. At all, the energy wasn't good enough. We couldn't score. We couldn't really get back into the game. We couldn't stretch a couple baskets together. In large part because the Grizzlies' defense was good. But I thought our offense was just stagnant. I mean, terrible performance. This was probably the worst loss of the season, I'd say. Just because we have no excuse. We didn't have any injuries or anything like that. It was a, after the 50-point game to Dallas. I mean, that we had still an excuse of no Kawhi. It was just not good enough. And I, I think Kawhi, at times, you know, this is one of the differences between him and, you know, people make the comparisons, Kobe, Jordan. You know, a lot of times when Kobe would would over dribble, it was because he was playing against a lot of, you know, multiple defenders. More than, first of all, let's be clear, just because they were doing that front the post and, you know, when Kawhi turns, that wasn't really the problem in my opinion. 
I think that we just weren't hitting shots from the outside to have people worried about that. And, and Kawhi wasn't hitting his mid-ranges. Kawhi wasn't really hitting his mid-ranges. 6 of 14 for him. 1 of 5 from 3. A lot of them short, as Kawhi usually misses. When he misses, he usually misses short. 4 of 5 from the foul line. He wasn't getting to the line much. Paul George was 6 of 6. He wasn't getting to the line much because we couldn't get by anybody. We couldn't get by anybody. And that's the thing. We're a jump-shooting team. And as currently constructed, man, I don't think we're going to win the championship. Like, even even though it's a, you know, I've, oh, I never said we were going to, but I just don't think that we're going to. We don't, we don't even have the personnel to do it right now because we rely too much on jump shooting. You know, I don't know how Toronto necessarily won. I think it's because Van Vliet and Lowry can take guys off the dribble and then see Occam operates around the mid to low post. We don't really have that balanced of an attack. It's very perimeter-based. And Paul George, you know, he needs to be a little more aggressive. But right now, he and Lou Williams, I'm t and when I say aggressive, I mean going to the basket. But it's really just Paul George and Lou. Other than that, we struggle to break guys down. That's the thing. We really struggle to break guys down. And then we get broken down. We don't have complete switching personnel. And when we have Ibaka, when we have Ibaka and Zoo out there, and I think Ibaka does, holds his own for the most part in that regard, sometimes he can be a little suspect, though. But Zoo tonight wasn't good enough. Terrence Mann is uh, is our best one getting over screens. I mean, he only played 12 minutes tonight. What was that all about? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, honestly, this was Ty Lue. I didn't think Ty Lue did well enough in this game, honestly. I think that Luke Kennard just shouldn't get benched. Like, he's a guard. I mean, I mean, I mean never mind. That sounds, that sounds like it goes against what I said about the perimeter base. But he's a shot maker. I don't know. He can hit threes. Like, his percentages are still great. He's just hesitant. Like, I think Ty, like, Ty's been fantastic. But I think he's being way harsh on, on Kennard. He's changed Lou Willi uh, Reggie Jackson. Like, Reggie Jackson has not been bad. Uh, he, he played well, decent tonight, 5-9, 12 points. I thought he did a decent job getting over screens. But Kawhi just offered no resistance, and he was short and couldn't get by anybody. Paul George couldn't make a shot. It wasn't aggressive enough. Also on a minutes restriction, only 28 minutes. Pat Bev, 5 points, 2-7, 1-5. of, seven, one of five. Didn't really affect the game in either way. This was a rare instance where Pat Bev just wasn't that effective at all, in my opinion. He had the worst plus-minus of our whole team, tied with tied with senior who was a big time ball stopper and just couldn't score again i'm telling you that the refs let the let them play they hand checked they were a little physical with us and we could not score on them and you know they just got into the lane off screens and scored kyle anderson my second favorite college player of all time he was awesome i'm really happy to see him come into his own man he's really improved he's got a high basketball iq He's not the most athletic. He's not the quickest. But, man, does he have that IQ. He has the fundamentals of the game. Pump fakes. He's smart. He's great. Throws some night outlet passes. And he was even holding his own against Kawhi. So, I hate the Grizzlies, but I love Kyle Anderson. He had 13 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists on 5 of 8 shooting. Jonas Valanciunas was solid for them. I thought better than Zoo, better than Serge. 16 points and 15 boards, 7 of 14. Jaw, 16 points and 7 assists. I thought we kept him at bay pretty decently. Grayson Allen, 10 points, 4 of 6. I thought he played really well. The stat line doesn't do him justice. Dylan Brooks was great. He has a tendency to chuck sometimes. But, man, he was hitting, and he was hitting his floaters. He was hitting his threes. 19 points for Dylan Brooks, 6 of 13, 3 of 5 from 3. I thought we were not great enough contesting threes either. Justice Winslow was good off the bench even. 9.6 rebounds on 4 of 8. Brandon Clark, 9 points on 4 of 6. Tyus Jones had 20 points. He led all 
scorers getting into the lane and floater gaming us to death. We have a big problem on that. And another thing, why don't we just go to more hedge hard and recover? Why don't we just send to it the ball handler, let the roller go, have somebody come over from the corners and pick him up, force that pass or force a wing pass so he can rotate? I'd rather have that than the floaters, man. Not every team shoots like Utah. I think we should do that. Not enough teams go to hedge and recover. I really think we should try to do that more. Too much drop coverage. You're letting guys run into the paint. You can't cheat off guys. The paint's not crowded anymore. There's too many shooters out there for drop coverage. I don't like it. I don't like it, but we got these guys again next game. We better beat them. I don't want to lose these garbage-ass Grizzlies two games in a row. And I say that because I don't fuck with them, not because they're actually garbage. But they're not that good, man. You know what I said, the quality of the NBA right now. Like, the Clippers are a top-four team. We're not that good. You feel me? Like, we're, we're, we're good. But, like, we just are one of the least stupid teams in the league. Let's put it that way. That's what I think of it, man. Say I'm a hater. I don't know. I just don't think these, these teams all have glaring flaws, in my opinion. Every team in the league. But anyway, let's go with, hey, Kyle Anderson season. I see the screen name. Once again, I have no idea how these random people find me. I have no idea how these random people find me. Like whenever we play a certain team, they just come out of nowhere. But I love Kyle Anderson. I watched him in college. I watched him win. I don't know if he won Pac-10 tournament. I guess it was Pac-12 then. Pac-12 tournament player of the, of the year. But, man, I was hoping the Clippers would draft him. And we drafted C.J. Wilcox. We should have drafted Kyle. What were we thinking? You know, I, I really love Kyle. I'm, I'm happy to say I just don't like that he plays for the Grizzlies. You feel me? Like, any team but that. But And, by the way, if you don't know why the Clip, I don't like the Grizzlies, like, go look into your basketball history. What do you, like, don't question me. I'm pretty sure we're the only team that, uh, we've played, the, we've played the, the Spurs twice and we've played the Grizzlies twice. But the Spurs are a completely respected organization. The Grizzlies were a bunch of bastards. Anyway, let's go to the, the Warriors and the Pacers. So I didn't really like fully watch this game, but I caught a good amount of it yesterday. And I just want to say, even though that uh, Stephen Curry didn't shoot well, the, the Warriors have found a way to really get things going with their defense, man. And we got to give Stephen Curry credit on the defensive end of things. He, I mean, obviously I've said that, you know, he's not a very great defender. He's a small guard and he's not the best laterally one-on-one. -on -one. But here's the thing. He's a high-effort defender. He does the right things. He knows where to be. He communicates. And that's more important, in my opinion, than just raw ability in today's era of defense. It's not like the past where they target you one-on-one -on -one as much. But um, anyway... I appreciate you temporary insanity. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. The Warriors. Yeah, Steph Curry, intelligent defense, good help defense, takes charges. You know, he's there. He does the right things. And Draymond Green, you know, he has even improved as the course of the season at staying in front of someone, you know, his one-on-one -on -one defense. But you know what he's going to do in terms of talking. Like the Warriors, they're a well-coached team. They know who to switch on. They know who to not switch on. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre offer a lot of length in terms of guarding the ball. And I thought that Stephen Curry did a really good job getting over screens and uh fighting guys off the ball like doing a, a taste of his own medicine but he was doing a good job sticking with them putting a hand up and uh, you know letting him know he was coming justin holiday dougie mcbuckets and despite the fact that steph couldn't hit the gravity of him off the ball on the ball you have to throw two at him and he makes fantastic reads fantastic passes uh, as i said i think he's a better passer with his left hand than his right 
Guys, let me know, who do you think is a better passer, Russell Westbrook or Stephen Curry? Because Russell Westbrook handles the ball more and throws more risky passes. Does he make some more spectacular passes sometimes? Yes. Does he turn the ball over a ton and throw some more bullshit passes? Yes. I don't know. I think Stephen Curry may be a better passer. He's just so much. It's not about assists, you know, It's but moving the, you know, with both hands, Steph draws so much attention off the ball, on the ball, and Draymond Green makes great four-on-three reads. Great four-on-three reads. Sometimes, though, he's allergic to shooting the ball. It's like every game with Draymond. You have his moments where he's just allergic to shooting the ball. But ultimately, he still had a good game. Four of five, 12 points, nine rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, and a block. He was plus seven. Curry, 24 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Seven of 21 and one of 11 from three. But if you think he had a bad game, you just didn't watch the game. 7 of 15 for Kelly Oubre, 17 points. I thought that was a very decent game for him. And to get 11 points from Wiseman, who's back into the lineup, James Wiseman, he had some moments in the beginning of the game where he was just fumbling the ball and looked so out of sorts, but he started getting better. He's finding his touch around the basket. So just to have Wiseman back is a big sign for the Warriors, a good thing. They started playing Juan Toscano Anderson very little, though, three minutes after he'd started a bunch of games with uh, Wiseman out. And I don't know if I like that. I think he's earned some minutes. He's a very versatile defender that can switch, and he makes the right plays. But it was a good win for the Warriors anyway. 18-15 and 15 is their record. The Pacers dropped to 15-15. and 15. Uh, Overall, I guess, I guess I'll watch the Wizards game later against the Nuggets, and we'll bring that to you tomorrow on the recap. Will I watch the Brooklyn game? No. I told you as much... Right now, they're rolling. James Harden's killing. I don't even think I need to watch the games. I know what's happening. James Harden's killing. Kyrie's killing. The people are struggling with their switch-everything strategy. We'll see what happens. I want to watch when Kevin Durant comes back. I'm really not that interested in watching Harden and Kyrie. But that's it for tonight, guys. Now we're going to go to the live subscribers. Waiting so patiently. Disappointing night for the Clips. We bounce back tomorrow. And if we lose tomorrow, then we can really start criticizing the team's effort level. But we do pretty well bouncing back for losses. Off losses. Terrence Mann, not enough minutes. Kennard, not enough minutes. Ty Lupor, Kawhi, terrible. Yes, I said terrible because defense is part of it. He was not good at defense at all. He was just hand-checked and bothered. Paul George, not good enough, but minutes restriction, he gets more leeway. That's it for tonight, guys. Peace.